You are listening to the FDNY Pro Podcast, featuring members of the New York City Fire Department. We want to share stories from the field, best practices, lessons learned, and help save lives. Welcome to the FDNY Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Deputy Chief Mike Barvels, and today I'll be speaking with FDNY firefighter and U.S. Marine Corps Captain Ricardo Demetrius. Ricardo, welcome. Thank you, Chief. So this is my first uh, podcast today, so I'm going to give it my best shot. Recordo, we're recording this the day after Veterans Day and want to acknowledge your service as well as many members of the FDNY. As of October 2019, more than 1,300 members of our department are veterans or military reservists. This includes fire, EMS, and civilians. To get started, can you give us a quick background on, uh, on yourself? Currently working in actually uh, Ladder 174, uh, East Flatbush. I joined the fire department about 13 years ago. Before that, I actually joined the Marine Corps Reserves in uh, 1999. So after joining the Reserves, it's supposed to be one weekend a month, and you go away for the summertime. But that changed drastically after September 11th. My unit got activated, and following that, I've been activated a few times. So after the first activation, I, I, with 225 out of Garden City, Long Island, I went back with another unit right after that, 125, which was our brother company and a few activations following that. So 99 joins the Marine Corps. A few years later, I had the opportunity to join the New York City Police Department, and I had a great time in that organization. Couldn't pass up the opportunity to join the New York City Fire Department, which I did uh, years later. So I'm here now, and uh, I'm glad I made that choice. Did you always want to be a Marine? I believe so. That's something that's always been in the back of my mind since I was a little kid. I mean, what drew me first was the uniform and this one commercial that I always remember with a dragon. And I always wanted to, I guess, go up against dragons as a little kid. But I had family members that was also involved, cousins and uncles, and they walk around with great pride. And it's, it's been there in my family and it's something I really wanted to do as a young kid. Thank you for your service. Uh, my father was in the Navy and my uncle was in the Army, so I definitely have a little bit of family history in the, uh, with a military background. Sorry to hear about the Navy part. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it. <laughs> if you can, describe your journey into the FDNY. Well, I had some uh, Marines that I actually served with that was in the FDNY, and they always told me, listen, if the opportunity comes up, you really need to look into it. I loved doing what I did in the NYPD, but at the same time, a lot of my, I guess you say, family mindset was in the FDNY. And a lot of guys that I worked with previously was like, you need to do that. And it's something that I always respected, the organization and, and what the FDNY does day in and day out. So... I definitely gravitated toward that, especially when the opportunity arised. I, I jumped jumped all over it. And uh, do you have any family that's in the FDNY, or was it just your Marine? Uh, just my Marine corps. buddies. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're family, and uh, especially coming from the military. You know, the, these guys are my brothers, and served a long time with them since I was a teenager, pretty much. Okay. Until, so it's a long path coming along with them. And once I, I got involved with FDNY, I mean, I fell in love and invested everything about myself into the organization uh, to make sure I became a, a better person or a professional firefighter. And uh, where has your FDNY career taken you? I noticed you are a uh, drill instructor. Are you involved in any other special projects? Um, yes, I've, I've helped out in the drill instructor, and I, I'm glad I got involved with that. It's really a professionally well-run unit. I also work with the Mental Performance Initiative, which is something that... Um, started out as just an idea, and now it's really impacting our organization. Now, did that start in the military, the uh, MPI? Well, my studies in the Marine Corps had a great deal working with mental performance and mindset, how you deal with stressful environments, and how you look at 
three-dimensional in regards to training, whether it's just the, the physical portion, the tactical, and obviously the mental side of it. How do you incorporate all three during training to make it realistic so when you do transition to real world, it's going to benefit you for you to be able to get through those difficult situations? And would you say for new probationary firefighters starting in the fire academy, they have a military background. Is that an advantage or a disadvantage? I think it's a huge plus, and I think that's why a lot of military actually gravitates. We have a long history of the fire department working with the military, you know, whether it's going back to guys coming home from World War II or Vietnam, and then they gravitated to organizations that still had that family or that brotherhood that they yearned for after leaving the military. So I think it's a big plus. We're a paramilitary organization, obviously. The structure is there. Individuals that are coming into the organizations already have the background to understand mission-first mindset that what I'm going to do is bigger than myself. I'm going to invest everything that I have to make sure that mission is accomplished. And then maybe I'll worry about myself afterwards. So you've been deployed, obviously, was it three or four times? Yes, sir. Four times. Four times. Yes, Can you sir. tell me any, uh, anything about your deployments? Deployments have been, I mean, life lessons. I've watched the military grow since my first deployment, which was around 2001, to my most recent, which was 2018, just getting back. It's tremendously leaps and bounds in how they train, develop, how we take care of individuals when they come home how we prepare individuals to go to combat has significantly changed over the years. Actually, my first deployment um, happened after uh, September 11th. I was actually in, in school, John Jay, when September 11th happened. My unit got um, activated, which was 225 out of Garden City, Long Island, predominantly police officers and firefighters. So obviously everyone was eager to do something and get involved. So the unit gets activated. We get sent to uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, and we're training, we're developing there. A few of us actually went over to Kosovo to help with peacekeeping mission over there. I was one of those individuals that happily went and was selected to go. So everyone's eager to deploy, and that doesn't happen for months on months. We're in Lejeune, we're like, what is going on here? And they sent us home. So can you imagine a bunch of uh, police officers, firefighters, who really wanted to invest in helping bring their city back how they felt by deploying, and that didn't happen. So we come home, and about a month later, they say, hey, pack your bags. You're actually going to Iraq. So that's my first time um, stepping off overseas into Iraq. And out of all your deployments, what would you say is the most challenging that you faced? Most challenging? My first deployment, I went over as a Lance Corporal, which is a very junior rank. My mm -hmm. last deployment, I was a captain. So I think over the period, learning how to develop as a leader, I've learned so much, and the perspective that I've had, uh, initially as an enlisted Marine and becoming on the officer side is, is drastically different. So it really changed, I think, throughout the years. My mindset changed, how I approach things, how I deal with individuals, and how do I better prepare myself initially when I first went over. But now I focus on how do you prepare an entire platoon or maybe an entire company. So less individuality and more focus on how do you get a group of individuals really organized, proficient in what they're supposed to do to do what we need to do when the time comes. That's the biggest change over the years or how I approach things. And uh, what was uh, the impact of 9-11 on you personally, professionally? 9-11, I believe, had a tremendous impact on me. Like I stated, I was actually taking classes in, uh, on John Jay. And I remember sitting in the classroom and someone said, hey, come, come into the hallway 
and uh, you need to really look at what's going on here. We all stepped out, and that was the rude awakening for me. So 9-11 really happened at a young age for me. I mean, I was in college. I know it might not seem that I was young, but I was definitely developing into uh, an adult. And to see that happen, it definitely, I think, woke me up a little bit. You know, there's always a possibility of something happening to your city or your nation, family, friends. But when you see it firsthand, I think it's, uh, it changes you drastically. Um, it also had me appreciate how people come together in times of hardships and how people work well together when they're in difficult times. 9-11, I think, actually helped cultivate me as a person to become better, to work harder, to focus on what's important in life and appreciate life, appreciate those little minutes. It took me maybe a full, I don't know, 24 hours almost to get home on that day due to the fact that the subways were shut down. Everyone's in full panic. They didn't want to let us out of the school because they fear there was another incident that's going to happen. So getting home was an ordeal. But at the same time, I was thinking to myself as a, as a young Marine on the reserve component, what are we going to do about this? It definitely impacted my life for the next, I would say, until most recently. I just yeah. got back off another deployment. When did you graduate John Jay? Actually, I'm back in John Jay again. In the grad um, program? Trying to do, trying to, yes, trying to finish my master's. It's been a long journey. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did my master's at uh, John Jay College. Ah, very nice. Something coming after you, but uh, they have a great program. They, they, they do. And, you know, due to the activations that's happened over the years, I've been pulled out of school consistently. Right. But I came back and right away I said, you know what? Let's get this done. Hopefully another two semesters and I, and I, should, be, I should be done. You never know what's going to happen, knock on wood. Fire protection management? Yep. So uh, what were some of the biggest challenges that you uh, have had to overcome navigating two careers between the Marines and the FDNY? I think the biggest challenges uh, is time management. It seems like there's never enough time. A lot of people don't understand it, even in a reserve component, that when you're not actually there training, you're preparing to train for the next evolution. So throughout the month or whatever the time is, you're, you know, you're setting up ranges or, or making sure you have the resources, whether it's ammunition or chow or you know, anything that you might need for the actual training event. So you're constantly working. And at the same time, you are constantly working in the fire department, whether it's in the house or you're detailed somewhere, whatever the case is. So there is an emphasis on how you manage your time and you can't waste any time. That, that's how I feel, yeah. So time time, time, which is, uh, which is my, my most valuable asset, which I don't control. Do you have a spouse, partner, or children? Yes, I have a wife. Um, we've been together since before the Marine Corps, um, before the fire department, since high school. So we have a six-year-old son now, Connor, and that's, I think, the, the most challenging the last few years, maybe, due to the fact that once I commissioned as an officer in the Marine Corps, it took away from my family. So I had to um, initially go down to Quantico, Virginia, to go through that, uh, the full course there. Then I went to the infantry course, initially starting out with the basic course. And that took me away to, yeah, I missed some points that I would like to be around for him. But I think long-term he'll understand. Um, he's, he's growing real fast. So it's, it's, it's good to see that he's happy. He appreciates it when I'm there. And I don't take it for granted when I am home. It's kind of like having three jobs, the Marines, the fire department, and family. Yes, yes, it is. It's, it is definitely it's, uh, multitasking on, uh, on a very high level, but uh, I enjoy it. I mean, I like being busy, so I don't think I could do it any other way. 
And uh, who would you say uh, influenced you in life in general or in your career path? Any leaders or, or comrades or any, anyone like that? Absolutely. Even in parallel individuals that I even work with, with the fire department and the Marine Corps, for example, um, Major Bresler, he's actually a lieutenant here in the New York City uh, Fire Department. I, I crossed path with him it's over 10 years ago. And back then I was an enlisted Marine. And here's this officer coming around. I didn't know who it was initially. And he's walking around the facility. And I was like, who is this guy? This everyone was saying that. And come to find out he ended up being our company commander. And he had some of the same mindset that we were trying to push at the time that no one was really doing, which is um, like mental performance and mindset. And he was doing that in Marine Corps. And he was doing the same thing here years later in the fire department. And I really appreciate his, just his uh, integrity and advice he's given me over the years. Another good friend of mine, NYPD, he's um, a Lieutenant Mangra, Rory Mangra. We were both uh, privates together in the Marine Corps. And now he's with the counterterrorism unit for the NYPD. Nice. And he's, he's really like giving me a perspective on growth. Because I, I just remember him just being a, a Lance Corporal running around acting crazy. And now he has such an important role in what he does. So, How would you say that the military and firefighting parallel each other, other than the fire academy in general? Right. I mean, I think everything. Because both organizations put, like, family first. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think you really get that in the corporate world. Right. You know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the corporate environment. But the Marine Corps, a new Marine comes on, and you're one of the senior Marines. That's your brother or your sister. And you're just like, I'm going to teach them everything I know. I'm going to build them up to get them to the level as I am. And I believe it's the same mindset with the fire department. So a new probie comes in, it's like, I'm going to give you everything that I have. So, you know, hopefully you're better than me one day. And, and that's an important mindset I think both organizations really uh, implement. And I think it's important. I know the fire department is paramilitary, but a lot of things that we do as an organization definitely reminds me of some of the aspects of the Marine Corps, which, I, like I said earlier, why I think a lot of veterans gravitate towards this organization. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with you. Uh, I'd yeah. say there's a lot to be said for um, teamwork, but in Absolutely. a life-threatening environment. Yes, you know, and, and how do you put the team first and understand that you could fully trust someone, literally with your life, mm -hmm. to know that, you know, that person's got it. All right, I don't have to worry about that. I'm going to the floor above, but I know that engine company's got this. Uh, I'm not going to stress it. So being able to say something's bigger than you as an individual, knowing what we do, that so many people rely on you, almost 9 million people within the city rely on this organization day in and day out to come out and do our jobs to the best of our abilities. And I think that's why the residents of New York City appreciate this department so much. And same parallel with the Marine Corps. Something happens wherever it is. The nation expects the Marine Corps to pack up, get there, and fix the problem. And that's what we've been doing for a long time. I believe, like, stressful environment in general, especially working in the military, you're always going to fall back on your training. So some of the training that I did receive in, in, uh, in the Marine Corps focusing on how, how do you get yourself to function well in a very stressful environment. And... Obviously, both organizations, you could find yourself in that, in that situation. So it could be a simple thing as, you know, the tones go off in the fire department, right? Um, my last deployment, I guess you could say the tones went off for us. And we had, um, for example, we had a few Marines that were on the wrong side of the wall that we had to go and get. 
So you're suiting up, same way you would suit up in the firehouse. You're getting your gear on. And at the same time, you're doing that size up. You know, you're listening to the radio. You got the location where these Marines are located. And you're saying, okay, what's going on? What's the best equipment that I want to make sure is available to me so when I get there, I could get these guys back safely? I think once you get that call on the fire department side, too, you're thinking, what equipment do I need? It's a car accident. Or what do I need? This is a multiple dwelling or just a private dwelling. You're thinking to yourself, size up constantly and how the environment is changing around you. So you might get there in the fire truck and you step off and it's totally opposite what you initially information that you receive. And as a lot of that happens in the military also. You step off and you're just like, this is not what I was told. So um, you have to adjust immediately. And that flexibility and mindset, understanding that situation is never going to be perfect. You got to adjust to that environment. Because one thing we can't control, I think, whether it's in the military or the fire department is what's going to fall in front of you. It's how you react to it. I think that's important, whether whatever spectrum you're working from. And how would you say your military career has complemented your FDNY career or vice versa? I'm always taking lessons learned from both organizations, and I can always utilize it for the other one. So I think just, just maturity, how I view things the way I did when I first joined the Marine Corps, it's definitely changed, and hopefully it's changed for the better because I appreciate the time you have to invest in your professional development, whether it's the tactical approach or the physical or the mental, keeping all aspect going to get where you need to get. Well, obviously our job is very stressful. Um, yes, but sir. You kind of have to double that stress with both of your uh, career paths. And I know in 2016, you participated in the first FDNY Mental Performance Initiative oh. Conference and helped with the awareness campaign. What are your thoughts on this proactive approach to optimizing performance and building resilience? I think that's something, as an organization, we've always done. So I think now we, we look at it and say, you know what, how do we document it? And how do we incorporate it into our training that we do every day? So you know, it, it could translate to successful actions on the fire floor. So for that probie that gets on the job, it's a lot of stress, a lot of mental fatigue. So how do you get that senior firefighter to teach that young probie, like, this is what I do. This is how I take the steps to make sure I'm successful on the fire floor. We develop that skill set now to help guide to transition into the younger generation of firefighters coming out so they could deal with this stressful environment and build up their resiliency. There's classes within the fire academy now that make sure incorporate those things into the training. And the last class that just finished, they actually requested more of the MPI training because they see that it's unique and they see that it helps them get through those struggles that they might have in situations that's definitely waiting for them once they get into their companies. Ricardo, how do you stay so resilient working in a dangerous environment? I think it's easy for individuals who have good support system in, in the firehouse pretty much. I think so it's important when we talk about family for individuals to understand that there's no such thing as perfection. We're all going to strive for it, but no one's really ever attained perfection. So how do you say, you know what, hey, I messed this up or whatever the case is, but how do I get better or make sure it doesn't happen again? When you have support system going, you know what, that's where I messed that up also. I wish I had gotten to you earlier about it, but this is how I handle that situation. You're in an environment where other individuals want to be resilient. I think that you work harder at making sure that you strive for that, not that perfection, but as close as you can to that. 
as you know, a lot of firefighters come back from a vacation or a medical leave, and they, um, you know, they feel like they've been away forever. So when you come back from a deployment, how do you feel coming back? You feel like you've been, you missed out on a couple of years, or, or what? How does it work? Sometimes you do, because sometimes there's like new faces, or you know, this guy is in the truck now. You're like, oh, okay, all right, you know. And uh, the running joke, you know, it might be, where were you? And she's like, well, you know where I was, you know. But it's okay. It comes you back do, quickly. Right, it comes back. It does come back quickly because like you're back into your family, your second family, mm -hmm. and they're glad you're back, obviously. And you're glad to be back. And most of the time, I think for most Marines coming back home, it's seamless because of the organization as the New York City Fire Department. I think in a corporate world, it might be harder because I have young Marines that still call me and it's like they have issues with adjusting. But something like the fire department makes it much easier because that family, the same thing that you're going to get in the Marine Corps, you could transition right into that in the fire department where you have that support system that's pretty unique. I don't think you're gonna get that in, in the corporate world. It's just not the same, it's not the same. Right. Right, so that's huge for a lot of people coming back. So Rob, Cordo, on a personal question, um, just looking for your thoughts on this. You know, what do you think is more difficult, coming into the fire department with a military background already established or entering into the fire department and then joining up with the military? That's interesting, I, I believe, um, Coming into with a military background is, is a big plus. I mean, just getting through the academy could could be challenging for a lot of individuals, especially if you have never been in a paramilitary organization before. It's, it's an adjustment for a lot of people. The simple thing as, you know, I'm going to tell you A, B, C, and D, and you have to follow it to the T, and especially in a society where we live in where there's a lot of individuality. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, you're not the most important person here. The team is the most important thing here. So for a lot of people, it's a big adjustment. Being in the military teaches you that from the get-go, all right, that you're not bigger than the team or you don't ever put yourself ahead of that team because you're not going to really accomplish your task without the support of that team. So I mean, born into that environment and then coming back to the civilian world and going into the fire department, it's, it's a huge plus because right off the bat, you're like, okay, how do I make sure my team is successful? My success is going to be their success anyway. So focusing on that team development. What do you think was more difficult, uh, military boot camp or uh, fire academy? <laughs> I actually, people think I'm crazy, but I actually enjoyed the fire academy. It was definitely challenging and brutal at times, but I enjoyed it. The military... I think the mental aspect was definitely uh, interesting, to say the least. Because you're not uh, going home every night. You're not going home every night. You are literally terrified of what is going on out there. <laughs> and uh, now I look back, I obviously I had a blast, I had a good time. When I was going through it, that was not the story. Right. <laughs> that wasn't the story. <laughs> All right. So personally, what are your plans for your career? Is there a promotion in your future? Yes, I'm currently on the, the lieutenant's list. Um, Congratulations. If, nah, thank you, Chief. And, uh, you know, it's a long list. So if that doesn't happen, uh, my, my intent is to study for the next exam. I do want to keep developing and perhaps be a leader in this organization with a low rank on. I think that's the, the organic path for me to do. And hopefully that happens. Hopefully, because I think I have a lot more to offer the organization. So let's see how that plays out. And You've certainly done it in the Marines. Ah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Still, still learning. Still learning every day. And I, I still want to improve as an individual, as a professional. And uh, finally, do you have any advice for others weighing the benefits of careers in the military and fire service? Without hesitation. Joining the, the military is 
the best thing I've done as a young person. It really helped put my, my life into a context of purpose. So it gave me an agenda. We all need a mission in life. And as a young individual, not to say I didn't have a mission, but it wasn't very clear. So the military helped me put things that are important into focus. The fire department, if you're, you're joining the fire department, is an added bonus that you're actually, you're at home doing these great things. Because in the military, sometimes you could end up anywhere. You never know where you might get sent to next. And if you get the opportunity, something like the fire department, you're home in this great city, you're protecting people, you have a great deal of respect. Definitely in the fire department, the city embraces us. I think they know what we do day in and day out, how dangerous it is, and they see individuals that run into these buildings happily to do it. I think we take great pride in what we do because it's, it's an honorable profession, both in the military and the fire service, and you get to serve. I think it's a servitude. Individuals on this department and the Marine Corps or DOD, I know I was busting the chops about the Navy earlier, right? But anyone in the, the armed services, they want to do something greater than themselves. And it's the same thing here in the New York City Fire Department. Ricardo, it was uh, very nice to meet you today. You had some great information and uh, great advice. And uh, I definitely think you are an asset to the fire department. And I look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you very much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you, Chief. Thanks for listening to the FDNY Pro Podcast. I'm Deputy Chief Mike Barvels. For more training and information from our department's subject matter experts, go to fdnypro.org. FDNY Pro is online at fdnypro.org. Subscribe today and get inside access to the FDNY. Learn more about our publications, professional conferences, and other tools for first responders. Train with New York's Bravest. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred and sixty-five days a year, and when seconds count, the men and the women of the FDNY are there for us to protect us and keep us safe when the unthinkable happens. No matter the challenge, no matter the danger, our firefighters and EMTs serve with honor, dedication, and bravery. New York's bravest are there for us. Let's be there for them. Your support of the FDNY Foundation ensures that the world's best fire department has the world's best training, equipment, and education. Go to fdnyfoundation.org and help New York's bravest save a life today.